Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Good day, everyone. My name is Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy Podcast. Glad that you could be with us today on this show. We have a very excellent guest, guest expert who has done just tremendous things in his life. And he's going to share that with each of you all today. And his name is Tony Guanacha. Tony, how are you doing today, my friend? Great. Thanks so much for having me here today. All right, and we affectionately call him Tony G. So get ready, everyone, because we're going to have a great time. And as we normally do, I'll go over his bio, give you some background on Tony, and then we get started with the questions. Uh, Today's guest has ridden the roller coaster of entrepreneurship. His parents worked hard owning their own business, only to lose everything, including their home. As a child now living in his older sister's basement, he vowed to learn better and become successful. Graduating business school, he joined his parents' bakery for round two and created a wildly successful business serving clients like Jay-Z and J-Lo. Truly amazing. Despite his success, this business also fell apart. And again, he found himself in his sister's basement, only now with a wife and a baby on the way. This time, his journey led him to seek what he didn't know. What do successful companies know that he doesn't? So he decided to work for them. And after a decade of big wins with companies like Google, Microsoft, ADP, Ford, and more, he left the corporate world equipped with knowledge and determination to teach the techniques to others to keep them from their sister's basement. Here today to share with you how to become resilient in life and business by taking small steps to save time, money, and effort. Please welcome Tony G. Tony, welcome, my friend. Glad that you're here, and we're going to have a great time because that's what we do on this show. And I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> as everyone listen, what I want you to take from this is Tony, he came from the rough side of the mountain, but he overcame that, and now today he's very successful. We're going to share that with you. So without further ado, Tony, what was the inspiration that led up to where you are now, leading Small Steps Grow Profits? Please share with our listeners, if you will. Absolutely. So a lot of it, it really comes back to that story you just told, my childhood. And I think, you know, so many of us are impacted by the, our childhood, but I think I particularly w- was just because of the rough circumstances I came from and really learning how to become more resilient and overcome. And, and it just drove me to work harder and be more successful every single day. Ah, uh, fantastic. And uh, one thing I do know, I want you all to know is that Tony is so gifted and you're going to find out more about this as we go along. So thanks for sharing that. Now, Tony, you have extensive expertise helping businesses navigate the uncertainties to emerge stronger on the other side. You have events such as 9-11 and now, of course, COVID-19. What do you want to share with listeners about growing consistently and predictably using adversity to pivot towards opportunity in order to survive and strive in all kinds of economic conditions. Yeah, so I learned this lesson from my mother. So my mother grew up in the late 1930s in a, in a situation very much like we find ourselves in today. And so in the late 1930s, she contracted polio. And from the age of nine months old, all the way up to uh, 14, she wasn't able to walk. And so she was stuck, much like we are today, in quarantine. She was in a hospital, couldn't see her family, couldn't see her friends, her sisters, uh, couldn't hug her parents. It was very 
difficult time. And, you know, I asked her growing up before all this, even I said, you know, how did you survive that? How mentally were you able to overcome that? And really, that's really resilience came from. And what she shared with me is really the title of my book that's coming up, which is small steps to grow profits. So what I learned from her is the secret to overcome anything in life or in business is to take small steps. But it's not just taking small steps, it's taking uh, the right steps, knowing what steps to take, knowing how to take those steps, and then finally actually taking those steps, taking the action necessary to get you to where you wanna be. Oh, fantastic. And that's a great life lesson there for all of us. And again, your mother had polio and that was very traumatic, especially at that young age, but she was able to overcome that. And then of course you embrace that, which really helped you along your journey as well. So that's, that's fantastic. And uh, for um, next question for you, Tony, is this, uh, for many businesses, uh, resources of time, effort, and money are tight right now. It is yeah. really tight for a lot of people. Now, Tony, what can a business do to grow if this is their reality? And, and you know, with yeah. unemployment being what it is, businesses shuttered, open, closed, open back up, what can they do? Yeah, it's a difficult uh, situation. Um, but at the end of the day, wherever we are today is a result of the decisions we've made in the past, like it or hate it that's where we are and really it comes down to organizing those three areas of your resources which is um uh your time where you're spending your time uh where you're spending your money and where you're spending your effort how you prioritize that is going to set the trajectory to where you're going to be in the future so it really starts from there but to get a little bit more specific um what i found is there's six factors that determine how a business grows and I found this across the board. You know, the biggest companies in the world, startups, really small businesses, uh, industry, uh, stage of company, it doesn't matter. And those six factors are, number one, the market you serve. Number two, the products and services you're offering. Number three, your value proposition, why someone would buy from you as opposed to anyone else. How you increase your number of buyers. How you increase the lifetime value of those buyers, the size of those buyers. And finally, how you drive loyalty. And to navigate the situation we have today, you have to look at where you're having a problem in one of those areas and, and adjust or in the you know, word everybody likes to use today, pivot. But you have to make a change. And I, you know, to give you an example, you know this better than anybody because we've done some work together. So I had a marketing agency. So I do consulting, I do training, but I also have a marketing agency. And my marketing agency you know, had a lot of clients in travel, in weddings, events, pretty much the worst industries to be in right now. And so what I said to myself, I went through the first factor, which I call the, the collective factors, all six of them, the results loop. So I went through the first factor. And I said, okay, those markets are going down. What market is taking off? And I said to myself, well, let's see, virtual is really doing well. Podcasting is doing well. Why not pivot my agency to serve those areas? And so that's exactly what we did. So anyone can do it, but you have to be disciplined and you have to take a minute to really look at where you're at today. And don't just put your head in the sand and pretend you don't have a problem. Adjust and change to the new environment. Absolutely. And one thing we found out also with the uh, recession, that great recession back in 2008, 2009, is yeah. a lot of people stopped marketing. But the real gist of it was it was to market more. Yes. So we get more, more visibility, finding more clients, more leads, more prospects. And, and so again, we kind of find ourselves in that particular position again. 
Absolutely. And that's where the market share can be gained. So if your competitors stop or if you're stopping, they're going to take the market share from you. If you're the one being aggressive, you can take the market share from them and grow your business, even in circumstances like we find ourselves in today. Absolutely. And, and again, it's that old saying that uh, don't always go with what you see, but look at what the vision is, having that vision for that. And that's what you share with those six wonderful uh, techniques and those strategies with, with their listeners. So thank you for that, Tony. Sure. Now, Tony, what are some of the red flags that can signal that a business is in trouble? Sometimes the owners and entrepreneurs, they don't know that they're in trouble. What are some of the red flags that signal that the business is, in fact, uh, in trouble? Well, to put it real simply, to be sustainable in a business, you really have to focus on two areas, your profitability and your cash flow. So how much money you have and when is that money coming in? And so what you want to look at is do you have enough profit every year Yes. Uh, and, and that cascades right down to the products. Are they profitable? And then on the other side of it is when the money coming is the com money coming in. So, you know, you might have a hugely profitable product, but if you're not getting paid for a year, you know, maybe you're selling aircraft carriers or, or what have you, that could be a serious problem for your yeah. business. So you want to make sure you're keeping an eye on both of those to make sure you're, you're uh, delaying payments out as much as possible and expediting payments in as much as possible and that you have as much profit as possible to sustain yourself through rough turns like this. I mean, it's almost like a consumer. You sure. want to make sure you have enough in the bank. Many businesses play it right to the line and then they find themselves in, in a real problem when things get tough. Absolutely. And, you know, if we look at just the real estate industry itself, with people extending more time to, to pay back the rent or to pay the mortgages, that's a prime example of it right there as well. How can affect yeah. some of the listeners or subscribers, people they may know. And so that's another great example. Absolutely. That they just stretch it out a little bit longer and then pay it in. Pay it full. Yeah. That's the way yeah. you go. So Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, Tony, uh, you've addressed some of the red flags. What are a few of the changes that any business can make right now to improve their cash flow, that all important cash flow? Yeah. So one of the first things I did when the, when the pandemic hit is I went through my credit card statements and I said, okay, what can I eliminate? What am I not using? Having an ad agency. I mean, there are so many tools that we don't even use anymore. So I cut those out. Um, adjusting people's hours if necessary. Uh, looking at how you can, that's how you can kind of eliminate what's going out. You want to also look at what's coming in. So are you getting paid on time? Uh, are you emailing the clients that are late? You know, another factor is new business. So I, one of the things I also did was went back to my past clients from, you know, five years ago and, and, and saw how I could add value to them, which can sometimes lead to business going back to old prospects. So it's really just being diligent and looking at what you have to work with and trying to make the most of what you have right in front of you. Yes, Tony, I tell you, you took me right back to the accounting class. Accounts payable, accounts receivable, it all comes together in the end. And we have to arrive at some number in the end, and, and so we, we pay it out, we have to take a look at that, and then also um, what we uh, take in as well. And going back to those uh, old clients, the those, those are, are bringing them fresh. They may need even more now than they did in the past. And then, of course, we can look at those referrals as well. Yes, yeah, loyalty is huge. Yes, I make that a part of my process. Every time I have an opportunity, I always see if I can have a referral uh, right on the backside of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that we all know that happened, come say mid-March, we all knew 
pandemic was on the way, the first for you and the first for me. And Tony, your business is entirely work from home. What tips can you offer to businesses making the transition, uh, given that virtual is a platform many businesses are adhering to today? Yeah, it's a great question. So when I had a team uh, that I moved prior to this, so I was fortunate because we went virtual before the pandemic even hit. We went virtual, I think, back in October, November. So we are pretty well positioned because I kind of saw the change in the environment because before the pandemic, even technology was getting better, Zoom and all these other things. So we were already ahead of the curve. But what we did uh, was increase our communication. So especially if you have a team, you want to be communicating more frequently because you don't have that face-to-face -face interaction exactly. or the water cooler conversation. So you want to make sure you're communicating in a group manner more frequent, frequently, at least once a day, uh, once in the morning, once at, at the end of the day would be great. And also having individual communication with your leadership uh, and the members of your team. So that's very important. And having a lot of structure. The more structure you can have, the better you'll be. So this means having a CRM system, having yeah. a project management tool, you know, having good processes and documentation because you're going to be more reliant on processes and documentation because the person that's new maybe can't lean on you and ask you a question right there or, or can't see a demonstration. It's a little harder. Obviously, you can screen share. Uh, that's really good technology, but it's not the same. So the more process you have documented, uh, the more communication you have, the better off you'll be in in the end. Exactly, Tony. You brought up some really great points and the fact that you had kind of built the curve in terms of looking at uh, this crisis coming on. So there was a lot of crisis management programs uh, being uh, offered from Small Business Administration and different corporate other speakers came in and they talked about this. And so that's a very good point. In fact, some people are still going through it. It's still a oh, yeah. taking place. Uh, for example, today we know Marriott, they're going to uh, look at their headquarters, they're down, downsizing. So yeah. there's a lot taking place. And to have that, those virtual platforms in place is really the key because it's not only local, but at the state level, federal and internationally as well. Yeah. So a business like yours, you can connect with people all around the globe, uh, yeah. which, which is uh, something that we'll talk about just a little bit later as well. Yeah, I was fortunate because even in the corporate world, I had that experience because I was working at one point in across India, yes. Australia, UK, all over the place. And so I learned years ago, you know, I was doing virtual work, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, well, ten, at least 10 years ago. So it's nothing new for, for me. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And me, I was a speaker. I'm a speaker. So I had to move everything to a virtual platform. Everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, working out quite nicely, and it really forced me to really delve into it a lot more. And, and thanks to you, I'm able to do it even more with what I, what I have with the podcast as well. So thank sure. you. For that. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, here's something coming up, listeners. That that something a lot of us have never heard of. But Tony, again, he's ahead of the curve. So I want all of the Wealth Academy podcast listeners. You're hearing this for the very first time. Tony, why is your mission to democratize marketing relevant right now? Oh, yeah. It's never been more important. I mean, it was important before the pandemic hit uh, even. And the, and the reason why is because there's been a shift, which I call the marketing revolution. Yeah. So if you look at marketing, you know, 40, 50 years ago, it's very simple. You had an ad, you throw it in the newspaper, boom, you get business. Then things got a little bit more complicated. You got radio and TV, so broadcast media. You place an ad, 
a little bit more competitive, a little bit more money, but you can still get results. Then all of a sudden you had the big shift to search. You know, you had directories like Yahoo, and then you have Alta Vista, and all these search engines aren't around anymore. And then, of course, the big kahuna, Google. So more change, more complication to the point now where you're getting into social media, people are creating their own content, and you even have, uh, you know, competitors like YouTube and Amazon. So there's been a lot of shifts, but those shifts can really be broken down into three distinct areas. Uh, number one, there's a lot more fragmentation. So it used to be simple, a couple of places to advertise. Now there's millions of channels. So if I'm a small business owner, do I do search engines? Do I do Facebook? Do I do podcasts? Do I do, you know, virtual summits? Do I do, you know, you name it. It goes on and on. Not to mention tr traditional media. I can still do newspapers and radio and everything else. So it's gotten a lot more complicated, a lot more going on, which I call the fragmentation of it. Yes. That's hurdle number one. Hurdle number two is okay, once I find a channel that works, how do I actually stand out? Because there's a million and one businesses even in that one little channel. So, you know, we're talking about podcasts. You know, you do a podcast, there's millions of other podcasts, and it's gonna double in a yeah. year. So yeah. it's like, how do you stand out? How do you even do that? And then the third hurdle is once you get past the other two, this is usually the death knell. You might be able to, you know, stand out, you might be able to pick a channel that works. How do you handle the technology? Yes. And so this has been a big challenge for businesses for some time now. And even big companies struggle with this. I remember being at, at Harvard with a bunch of um, like, there was like, I don't know, a hundred fortune 500 CMOs and they were really at a loss as well. And so the fact is democratization of marketing is a problem, not just for the big companies, but especially for the small ones. And so my whole mission is to bring the same strategies, tools, and resources and tactics that these big companies have and bring it to small businesses. Yes, and they can surely use the help today because it's, it's much more competitive, even with this, this pivot that people are going through. And they're having so many challenges. And of course, a lot of them was looking for the stimulus, the second stimulus to come through, but of course, the vote today was that it's not going to happen. It may happen later, but a lot of people cut up there with the PPP and they won't be able to get it, especially the focus is on small business this time. So uh, again, when you look at segmentation, the competitiveness nature of the small businesses, uh, you have a lot of solutions that can help people and that's good to know. So we can yes. send people to Tony G to take care, to help them absolutely, out. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right. So Tony, uh, what... Uh, are some quick ways a business can turn adversity into opportunity. And that's what they're all looking for today. Yeah, so what I suggest anyone do in this environment is go through that results loop, the one I mentioned before, and really look at, am I in the right market? You know, that's the first question. So if the market you're, you're in today is in decline, find one that's doing well. And so what I always say, it's way easier to ride a wave than to create your own wave. So for instance, I rode the wave of search engine optimization 20 years ago. Then I rode the wave of Google AdWords, you know, 15 years ago. And I rode the social media wave. And now we have the, you know, virtual wave with podcasts and summits and everything else. And so don't try to recreate the wheel and don't go against the grain. If there's a market that's growing, go into that market because you're going to grow naturally. Even if you're not great at business, you're going to succeed just by the fact that there's so much demand in that new business. So you don't have to be the best business person. You can succeed 
just by the momentum of it. And then if you're a great business person, you'll be doing that much better, but it's so much easier to just ride what's already there. So I would start with your market. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with. They're trying to determine because that market in many ways has changed because of the businesses, the, uh, the uh, partnership type business or, or the relationship type business, a lot of them have gone out. And so there are other businesses coming in to stand in for them, getting restarted and everything. Because there's still a lot of very uh, bright business people that are out there. It's just a matter of being able to find them uh, in many ways. So thank you for sharing that. And Tony, I can't even believe this, but we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up and then we'll, we'll close? Yeah, I mean, probably my best piece of advice would be something I learned. I don't know if you knew this, but I used to be a violinist, a professional violinist. And, and when I was in uh, conservatory, I learned a very valuable lesson, uh, which was I was trying to play the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto, very difficult concerto, lots yeah. of notes, lots going on. And, you know, as a young kid in my young, you know, early 20s, I just wanted to kind of skip by the difficult stuff and go right to the melodies and, and the fun stuff. And so what I learned was in order to have success, you have to slow down to speed up. So take each note bit by bit and learn it and take the time to, to be, you know, to get it there where you need it to be. And it's the same lesson in business. You know, you could also say sharpen the saw, you know, you know, to, to, you know, measure, you know, get that ready before you chop the tree. The same thing. The idea though is, is the same in the sense that you have to slow down and have a plan, have a strategy before you just go forward. Because how many of us has, have hired the wrong person, you know, sure. spent the wrong money in the wrong thing, you right. know, got into bad deals. A lot of that could have been avoided. Again, going back to what I said before, we are today based sure. on the decisions we made. So make better decisions and you'll have better results. And you do that by slowing down to speed up or having a, really a plan. Oh, absolutely. And when you mentioned violins, my children play the violin. <laughs> oh, wow. Very cool. Both of their uh, music teachers and instructors, and I've been to so many concerts, and I've also been to a lot of concerts at different embassies here in Washington, D.C. as well, the French embassy, the Italian uh -huh. embassy, uh, the German embassy, been to a lot of them uh, for uh, music uh, concerts there. So it's, it's really been amazing. And then as you stated, you're applying those same techniques to business, and they're right. all interrelated. They it's are. The, you know, not go too fast, patient, and move forward. So that, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Now I'll be uh, get some tips from you for my children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the next call, right? Yeah, we'll definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Call. Uh, how can listeners get in touch with you about your programs, your products, and events? If you could please provide your email, website, and number so they can contact you, please. Sure. The best way to reach me would be go to my website, meettonyg.com. Uh, and from there, you can connect with me right on LinkedIn. Or if you'd like to email me, uh, my email is Tony, T-O-N-Y, at meettonyg.com. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And before we leave, one of the things I, I did want to do is look at some of the suggested topics that you have uh, to make it more specific for people what you do. I have one here, uh, crisis management for your business. Yes. Um, simple ways to improve cash flow in your business. That's a good one. That's a very good one right there. Uh, top skills you should train for instead of hire. Yes. And business growth in the time of coronavirus. We'll never forget that one. No. So I think those are some of the topics that you talk about, Tony. 
And uh, one thing I definitely want to say is I'm very honored to have interviewed you. And it's not going to be the last time, of course, but I really appreciate and thank you to come into this platform that we have here, Wealth Academy Podcast. And our mantra, of course, is wealth is more than just money. And today, that's exactly what you shared. I'll make sure that I post everything in the show notes for people so they can learn more about you. And then we'll find a time to schedule that second interview. Is that we're on par with that, correct? That sounds great. Maybe when the book comes out, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Absolutely. So again, uh, for all the listeners here with Wealth Academy Podcast, today our honored guest and guest expert was Tony Wanacha. Tony is doing some amazing work. He's, he did some work for me on, on my website, and he's very insightful. He has a podcast coming up, and of course, he just mentioned a new book. And so it was just an honor to have him on the show this evening, and, and what a tremendous uh, expert that we had. So again, Tony, thank you so much. And uh, for everyone, you know my mantra, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. I'll see you on the next broadcast of Wealth Academy Podcast. You can learn more about it at www.wealthacademypodcast.com. Thank you one and all. And Tony, I'll be in touch with you very soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 